1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
3: Welcome to the Capital Club podcast. This episode is brought to you by Excelsior Capital, an investment platform focused on democratizing private equity by providing individuals access to direct opportunities. To learn more about the firm in the Capital Club community, visit our website at www.excelsiorgp.com and connect with Brian on LinkedIn.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Capital Club Podcast. And I'm here with two guests. I have Justin Breen and Mark Fujiwara, our co-founders of the exclusive connectivity platform, Repic Network. Breen's new book, which highlights Mark and Justin's partnership, recently hit the Wall Street Journal and US Today bestseller list. And It features a foreword from Peter Diamantis. The book is Epic Life. I had the opportunity to read an early manuscript, terrific, and I'm excited to have both of you all on. Thank you for joining me today. Awesome. Thanks for having us. So The question I always start with when somebody comes on the show and they have a book is, why write the book and how brutal was it to actually get it done? (laughs)
2: Okay. So yeah, because most books are, they're meaningless because there's no meaning behind them. I don't really do anything unless it, you know, it has to be at a certain level. Otherwise it's pointless. So the reason why I wrote it is most of my day is either spending time with my family or talking to the world's top entrepreneurs. So not business owners, not consultants, uh, just top entrepreneurs. And I talk to one to two folks a week like that, that have let entrepreneur life destroy their family life or prevented them from ever having a family. And the book is How to Build Collaborative Global Companies While Putting Your Loved Ones First. Okay, so that, that's the whole point of it. And then having Peter Diamandis, he's one of the top entrepreneurs in the world, do the forward and it just made Wall Street Journal on USA Today bestseller lists and number one on Amazon Kindle overall. So there's you know there's a reason to do it. And then, to actually write the book, most people I'm guessing it was bru- it's brutal for them, very difficult. I wrote it in sixteen days. it was very easy professional journalist for twenty years. That's not hard for me. Most things are really hard for me, like tying my shoes and holding a pencil right, but <laughs> you're n- nodding, but writing a book's not not hard
1: yeah. yeah i mean you you talk about your background here, and I want to start you know this first chapter titled "The Cream." rise to the top. And the second one, the perfection of patterns, the two of them kind of come together. You talk about how the takeaway here is to partner with those who will make the investment work, right? So my question is, using that as a context, how did you all meet initially? And how did you all decide to partner? Not this book, but just in general with Brepic and everything else you all are up to? Mark, I always like hearing your take on how this happened. <laughs> okay,
4: so Justin and I were a part of Dan Sullivan's strategic coach at the time. Justin's in Chicago. I'm here in San Francisco Bay Area. I go down to LA to go to my strategic, strategic coach and Justin goes to Chicago. So the, now we're on virtual and we, we get to the virtual session and it's great because now I can meet other people than who's in my group. And so Justin being Justin, massive, massive quick starter, always, always volunteering. All of a sudden this guy just starts talking and I'm, and I'm still like kind of fuzzy brained and I'm like, Holy moly, who is this guy? And so I start Googling him, which I usually don't actually. I, and I see that he has a book, order the book, order the audible. And he's saying things that, that are just like exactly what I would say. And so by, you know, I don't know, 30 minutes in, I start talking about something and Justin's on the chat just going, oh my gosh, me too. I think I mentioned about having multiple coaches. It's like Federer and he's just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. So we set up a meeting afterwards and we started talking every couple weeks. And Justin's kind of the same way I am. It's just like, if I feel like you're going to increase my energy and make me a better person after the 30 minutes or 45 minutes, let's just keep on hanging out right? And just talk about different things. Don't have an agenda. Let's just keep talking. So Justin approached me with an idea that quite frankly was what I was doing in my business. And it was this connection business where you have a gate at the door and you have people at the highest level, which is pretty much all Justin deals with. And you want to get connected to whoever it is, whether it's new clients, whether it's more professionals to make your job easier, whatever the case may be. We have these struggles, you know, at different mediums, like LinkedIn, go on LinkedIn, try to find somebody. I've had the struggle of trying to find someone. It takes like the whole day almost. It's just very frustrating. So, so Justin had this idea. We started talking a little bit further and, you know, he, he kind of had somebody that he was working with and it wasn't going in the right direction. So one day he comes on and says, oh, I need your help on this. I need how to, you know, how, how would you set this up? And I'm like, oh, you go do this and do this. And then, like I think, Justin was it within like ten minutes. He's a, you want to partner up with me? And I said that makes perfect sense. So that's how this whole thing started.
1: And that goes to one of the other pillars of the, of the book, which is to partner with people that think about you know creating real value and treating the partnership as an investment in itself. Yes. Could you maybe expound upon that a little bit for us? Well, that's
2: a good follow up and you know our firms marks and i in our lives we we only partner with visionaries who live in abundance and who look at things as investments not costs so the key is investment people that live in what do you cost charge world those folks go away from from mark and, and my our my life very quickly and i think we double triple down on this with our own partnership. So like, if you don't, the people that we serve, abundance, visionary investment, we're litmus tests for those people with ourselves in our own partnership, because we're both abundance, visionary investment mindset. And I found that visionaries who live in abundance and who look at things as investments, not costs, they really only want to talk to visionaries who live in abundance and who look at things as investments, not costs. And that's different than having other folks as their employees or things like that. But true partnerships, really global thinking, they just want to hang out in that in that stratosphere all the time.
1: And that goes to something that I took away from the book. You're a big EO guy. I joined YPO about 18 months ago, and it's been a game changer for me personally and for the business. And people ask me, what the best part about YPO is, and it's very hard to distill down such a robust Mm -hmm. network. But the answer I typically give is... People. Well, I love it because when I walk into the room, I'm the least motivated person in the room.
2: Right. Yeah, Exactly. exactly.
1: And that just goes to like me stepping my game up, me learning from other people. Entrance into the room gains you all of this knowledge. And it very much is cliche within the organization, but true You get out of it what you put in, and if people are just there to take, it's they're found out very quickly and they just don't get as much as they could out of it. So it's all about these networks that you can create. And you talk a lot about that in the book, right? Making sure you're right the right books, I mean the right room, the right networks, and that leads to success ultimately.
2: Well, I mean, one again, you know, this is what Mark and I have built with our again, litmus test for the, you know, people you serve, but So my brain turns everything into patterns. For some reason, it does that. I don't know why, but it does. And so to simplify it, I just keep writing bigger checks to be in smaller rooms, but the people in those rooms are making bigger impacts. So bigger investment, smaller room, bigger impact. That allows me to spend biggest investment in smallest room, which is my family, where I can make the most impact. And in these rooms, where it's a bigger investment to join them because it's an investment not a cost it's a smaller room overall but the people in those rooms like you just said you want to be the dumbest or the the least successful whatever that means in the room and that's really the only way to learn and get better and then you can really provide value to those people and then you can provide and they can provide value to you but the other thing that you said that was really perfect and spot on was the taking the taking mentality And I found there's four levels for someone when they start a business or whatever that is, um, when they're first starting out. So first it's get to get, you're strictly getting, that's fine. You know, you have to start somewhere. Then there's get to give, you're mostly getting to give, mostly getting, giving a little, but you're mostly getting. Most people stop at that. Then there's give to get, you're mostly giving to get a little bit, you're still trying to get a little back. The overwhelming majority of society stops there. And then in these smaller rooms with bigger impact, what I've seen, it's give to give, but only to the people who get it. So, I mean, I know Mark and I endlessly give, endlessly give, but only to the people who get it because they're the ones that actually understand what you're doing and what you're talking about.
1: You alluded to your ability to be good at pattern recognition. You talk a lot about patterns of, of successful entrepreneurship I don't know if you need to go through them line by line, but I'd love to hear just the themes and the fact patterns that you see over and over again amongst entrepreneurs who are able to achieve success. I want to
2: hear Mark's too, for sure, if his brain does this as well. But I have found that the right mindset attracts the right network and creates the right opportunities. So just constantly working on mindset, it's like a radio frequency magnet for attracting people like you. People like Mark, and then those folks create opportunities for you. And then you create opportunities for them. And then certainly, so business owners care about revenue, office space, employee count. They care about they care about material things. And then true entrepreneur cares cares about purpose, spending time with family and loved ones, creating real value. And to double down on that, business owners are they're, they're trying to change their world there. And they're not true entrepreneur, visionary. They're trying to change the world. It's a fundamental
4: difference. So I think I totally agree with that. And I think dealing with very successful entrepreneurs, very successful families through my family office practice, I think the big things there are kind of what this, this network is comprised of, which is you have that entrepreneur that knows he or she does this one or two things really, really well. Okay. Mm -hmm. And now they have a source to do other things, everything else. And I am talking about in the business, financial, in their world, and they have enough trust, which is why I think, you know, Justin and I had this, this, we started off on a great relationship because of the fact that Justin is one of the very few people where I can go and ask him, my business is all about filling gaps. Mm-hmm. So for example, oh, you need to coach your, you know, your family because you're moving to London and you want to get into the best elementary school over there. Okay, so where that becomes very valuable is that I can make one call to somebody and Justin is one of them. There's a few others too. And I'll tell Justin, I'll say, I need this person. Do you know anybody that is the best at what they do for this result? And Justin, as well as a few others, will say either one or two things. Yes, and here they are, or no. And if I if he says no, he knows somebody that can get me in that right direction. Now, if he says yes, and I, I'm talking to this person, Justin's going to send me a bunch of bios on this guy or gal, LinkedIn stuff, right, whatever. Ten reasons why they're the best. I don't read any of that. okay so that's the secret of successful entrepreneurs they're just going to show up they have people that they can rely on this is what the network is all about it's like you need to fill a gap you need to find somebody to 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 x y and z you don't have to go and search on linkedin and wonder why this person is, is recommending the other person
1: yeah it reminds me of i went to this liberal arts college in connecticut it was a great school and i remember i had a professor very early in my career, they're saying that true knowledge is not knowing something. It's knowing where to look it up.
2: Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh-huh.
1: So yeah. for instance, like when people on the outside look at this episode, they'll just assume we all knew each other. But in actuality, Cliff Oberlin, who's a big YPO yeah. or in the family office group, posted something on the YPO network about the book that you all put together.
4: Yep. Yeah.
1: I reached out to you all cold on LinkedIn, reference Cliff's name.
2: Right. Sorry.
1: We got on a call, and now we're doing the episode, and then we're going to do another one with Mark and Russ on the multifamily office side. These right. things don't just happen, right? I mean, you need to be in the right room, and then you also need to take some kind of proactive approach to building that network and also to give, right? My only ask from you guys initially was, come on my show and get exposure to my network. Mm-hmm. Like, there was no zero-sum game. It was let's get you exposed to my audience. Let's let's tell your story. And that's a very easy ask, right? And now we have this connectivity with each other where in the next five, 10 years, we'll go on to do a bunch of different things together. This is how this works.
2: Well, so one, thank you for saying that Wesleyan University. Kudos to your professor there. I wonder what class that was, but there's my eight fact finder coming in. I guarantee you, Mark does not know you went to Wesleyan University with his one fact finder. So (laughs) did you know that Mark?
1: No, <laughs> the, home, the home of the home of That's Bill Belichick we're... and. Limay yeah, and right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Bill yeah.
2: Belichick's dad was a very, an excellent NFL player, by the way, with uh, the Cleveland Browns. I did not know that until just saw highlights of him the other day. Bill was
1: the captain of the Wesleyan football and lacrosse team and gave <laughs> the Patriots red zone defense to the Wesleyan football team every year. He would give last year's red zone defense to the team.
2: Nice. Excellent. High fact finder. And
1: I was there you go Boom. Here for
2: 20 years. That's yeah, <laughs> Mark's like, I'm going to hang up, hang up. <laughs> but, you know, when again, like when you put out these high frequency things, this is what happens. This is what happens because right mindset attracts right networking, creates right opportunities. And then again, what you have done, what you did by reaching out is you give to give to the people who get it. You give to give to the people who get it. And then the other thing, what you said was crucial is proactive. And there's a, you know, a thing called Gallup Clifton uh, Strength Finders, Gallup, Gallup Clifton Strength Finders. And so there's 34 of them. I'm 32 out of 34 in ideation, almost dead last. But top three are activate, maximize, achieve. So talk to a lot of ideators are all over the place and they can't simplify, and then they're very grateful for me because I can activate, maximize, achieve for them. And then Mark's top three are maximizer competition, so he'll win big at the highest level, and he's third in empathy, third. I'm 34 out of 34 in empathy, so Mark is collaborative empathy for me, which I'm endlessly grateful for, endlessly.
1: Well, when people ask me about – you know, being a first time entrepreneur or success, one of the first things I tell them is find a partner with a complementary skill set. Yes. And just s- stay within your swim lane. And I want to talk about the superpowers, but whatever yes. you are really good at that you enjoy doing, focus on it and find yes. somebody else to fill the gaps elsewhere. Because if you're just trying to be all things to all people, oh, you're a master of none, right?
2: Terrible idea.
1: So I'd love to hear your elaboration on like how you guys coach folks or think about identifying your own superpowers or those of others and and getting them to that next step of success as entrepreneurs.
2: Yeah, sure. So I'm a 100% simplifier meaning I'm a dad who happens to be an entrepreneur and would never let entrepreneur life destroy my family life. And it really comes down to that. It's as simple as that. Because when you talk to one to two folks like us every single week that have let entrepreneur life destroy their family life or prevented them from having a family, that's a bad idea. So I'm going to activate, maximize, achieve, not doing that. And then being in rooms like strategic coach 10 X and then abundance 360 summit, which is led by Peter Diamandis who wrote The Ford for Epic Life, which I'm very grateful for. Peter's one of the top entrepreneurs in the world. Being in those rooms with those people, it's helped me define the purpose of my life, which is to be a connecting superhero for every visionary, abundance, investment, mindset, entrepreneur, and share their stories with the world. So that besides hanging out with my family and friends, that's it. That's 100% 100 of my day. And then what you said, again, it's great when you just stay in your lane and then find collaborative partners. And I describe Mark as a a visionary integrator, loves being backstage, creating things, but he's a bigger visionary than I am. In Colby World, K-O-L-B-E, he's a nine quick start. Ten is the highest. So he's a true visionary backstage. And then I'm an integrating visionary. So I'm front stage, but I can do some of the integrating as well, which is also very rare. Um, And that's why the partnership has worked because we're so consciously collaborative and unconsciously collaborative as well.
1: Yeah, Mark, I see you sh- I see you nodding your head in agreement I'm about the here your side of that.
4: Yeah, I think it works well. And The common thing that I've had over the yeah, you know, in in past business partnerships is that I've tried to find a someone that was just like me. Mm-hmm. And so you take somebody that, you know, in, in my world, you know, wants to be wants to be the front facing you know, wants to do that one thing in the business and they're really good at it. So it's like, oh, we get along because of that. So big mistake there. So Justin, you know, Justin is, I think it's, it's kind of like a relay race, if you will. So Justin really has this gift actually of, you know, as I, as I alluded before, which was, I'll give you an example. So Justin is his intro here. I'm going to read this one. He, he does this intro, which is <laughs> one, five, nine, six, meet five, three, eight, two. Okay. <laughs> Pretty much. And then he says, greatness awaits. Right. Okay. Now, now the reason I'm bringing this up <laughs> is that I don't, again, I don't care what this guy does because Justin will only introduce the best to me. He has a very good way of just letting the right people through the door and that saves me a lot of time. So I'm just like, "Oh, let me try to figure out if this person is really legitimate." Yeah. Once that occurs, you know, that's that's the part where the integrator kicks in. It's like, "Okay, now we have a way just to see if now I know you're legitimate, but are you someone that can add some value to this network?" So again, it's kind of like the relay, and he understands that very well. It's just like I take it to you, you run around and I'm not running with you, nor am I running your first leg either, Justin. So I think, you know, another thing that, you know, in terms of being high empathy, mm-hmm. it's I'm also very quick to recognize if the person on the other side is, you know, yeah, the legitimate, but no, nah, I don't think, you know, th- I don't think this is for you. Mm-hmm. The other yeah. thing that that occurs, which is, I've noticed, and this is just, you know, time in the business, time working with people, is that there is a sense of calmness and confidence. So my superpower, if you will, and sometimes to my detriment, because I make everyone else better, my wife says, you got to take some, but that's not my nature, is we get into a room, or in this, in in cases like this, where the three of us are, are, are sitting around the table, I can make everybody else, better in the room, Mm -hmm. maximize what they're after to the point of sometimes I will go into these situations. I just had one about a month ago where we came out of it and it was a big, big transaction. And after the fact, everybody in the room was taken care of. And one of the other professionals says, Hey, you're not going to get paid on this. And I said, that doesn't even enter my mind actually. Mm -hmm. So You know, again, I think this goes back to this, you know, great, great set of skills that we both have and running in and acknowledging that my weakness is his strengths, his weakness is my strengths, and the ability, again, to just stay in our lanes.
3: Want to learn more about investing in alternatives? Take the next step by joining the Capital Club, an affinity peer-to-peer network of industry professionals organized by Excelsior Capital. You'll gain access to exclusive alternative investment opportunities, premium content and education, private events, and more. Visit excelsiorgp.com slash Capital Club podcast for more information and to sign up today.
1: Yeah, Mark, I think you and I are fairly similar. We had a networking event last night. There were a number of investor prospects there. I was... You know, coach to go talk to them. And I spent the whole time just making introductions and facilitating connections with the people that I already know that didn't know each other. And my <laughs> colleague said, You just wasted this two, three hours. And I said, No, you know, this, all good things will come from this. Mm-hmm. It's not a big deal. If people associate that event with making great connections, it will all come back to us in some manner or means. It's this is why we do what we do. Right. I want to talk about this manifestation concept and you do a chapter about naming your years. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty cool. And I wanted to, you can explain the concept, but through the lens of what did you name this year for each other or for yourselves rather respectively? Hmm.
2: Well, thanks for asking that. And again, I'm almost dead last in ideation so every, every, <laughs> basically every chapter in the book is an idea from someone else, which I mean, actually being low in ideations is a strength because if there's a good idea, activate, maximize, achieve. So one of my friends, PR partners, Joe Martin, before COVID, he was talking about how he names his years and I'm like, oh, that's a, that's a good idea. I'll do yep. that. I'll act So 2020 was global growth. So everyday global growth, global growth. Global. So partners around the world, joint strategic coach and abundance 360, you know, many of my conversations are outside the United States. So then 2021, no limits. So every day, no limits, no limits, no limits, no. So that's when Mark and I met, created a global company with someone never met in person until the launch party it's a pretty good thing. So, and when you have no limits, there are no limits. And then 2022 uh, was doing a show like this. And the first book is called Epic Business. And I was doing a show with friend PR partner, Bill Bloom. He's like, oh, you should name your year Epic Life. I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. I'll do that. So 2022 was Epic Life. And oh, wow, the book is called Epic Life. So again, (laughs) again, grateful for all the ideators out there. Bill, Bill Bloom is number one in ideation, by the way, number one. So I'm very thankful for that. And so every day, epic life, epic life, and that means family, loved ones first, and building collaborative global companies. And and it's the name of a a book that where Peter Diamandis has written the forward. So 2023, working on the on the year now, the name for the year, the front runner. Oh, Mark, I haven't told you this yet. The front runner is simplicity. Simplicity. That's the oh, nice. oh, he's into that. Yeah, so that's probably what it's going to be. I actually have a calendar item to remind myself to really think if that's what it should be. But that's also got that from being on a show like this, Jeff Feldberg, who does massive deals. He's like, oh, just call it simplicity. I'm like, "That's, that's a good one. So he wanted it to be epic simplicity. And I'm thinking, well, if it's simplicity, it should just be simplicity. So that's what I'm working on over the next couple of weeks to figure out if that's what it should be.
1: Mark, have you named your year?
4: Yeah. So there's two. One is everything is possible. I'll tell you why. Good one. Good one. And and the other one is manifest everything. So, and and they kind of have the same similar, similar stories that, you know, I I've been um, I've been doing a a lot with my meditations where Mm -hmm. towards the end of the meditations, I will manifest exactly what I want out of my life. And I'll even back it up, say, what do I want from my day? Mm -hmm. And strangely enough, this is what I've been doing pretty much most of this year, I will ask for things and sometimes I will get names of people that I've never met and they will, they will show up. It was an instance actually at a mastermind event. I was freaking out and I'm just like on the plane. I'm just like, you know how it goes, right? You go into YPO, you go into these big groups and I'm like, holy moly. I'm the, as you say, I'm the lowest on the totem pole. Always get like that. Meditated, I said, okay, there's gonna be calmness here. There's gonna be a there's oh, there's an older woman, not an older woman, there's gonna be a woman that's gonna bring a lot of calmness and add amazing value to you. And so, and at the end of the meditation, oh, it's it's a, a woman named Trisha, by the way. Hmm. And of course, I walk into the room, find the table with the least amount of people, I'm gonna bump into this woman and hey, how's it going? I'm Mark, I'm Trisha. Fast forward talking to Trisha, we become very good friends, and she's gonna get me on three Ted talk stages. And as well, I had manifested that I want to be in a documentary did not even tell her about it. And lo and behold, last Friday, she goes, you know, I have a spot that I'm doing in my own documentary, these amazing producers over in Italy. And I think you'd be a good addition to that. So again, this is about the next year is let's do more of that. And the, you know, the everything, you know, Everything is possible. I think that really comes from just having a three and a half year old and I don't ever want to have to, you know, the, the, the beauty of like, gosh, you know, of course I want my fifth candy bar today. Right. I'm going to, you know, it's going to happen, but that's just a message that, that is just repeated around our house. So yeah, this coming year, everything is possible and to take it a step further you know what I want to do for Justin is is you know, with Justin is, you know we want to change the way things are done. We want to change industries, you know, change the way that the connection, you know, people are connected, and the way mastermind groups function.
1: Yeah, I'm, I've become a huge fan of these peer to peer learning networks and opportunities. It's just been incredibly, you know, life changing for me. One of the things that I've been working on personally is working on my processes and systems. Automations, leveraging technology, utilizing third parties, so I can even double down and focusing on what I'm good at, what I'm passionate about. And I can take all this other stuff off my plate. You have a chapter in the book called "The Process Is the Shortcut," and I'd love for you to explain what that means to the audience.
2: Yeah, so entrepreneurs at the highest level, they just want the answer. They don't, you know, they don't want to do a deep dive. They just, you know, here's the here's the connection. You know, here's the process. And so one of my Marks and my friends, Nick Peterson, true visionary. I mean, wow, true, Nick's a true vision. He's an he's an eight quick start in Colby. And so one day he was telling me process is the shortcut. I'm like, oh, that's no, oh, that's a good idea. I mean, with, with my PR firm, the entire process is on the website. It's four steps. It's like, here you go, here's the shortcut. Anyone could take it, but there's no competition at the highest level, only only collaboration. And so what happens is I have found the top entrepreneurs whether it's one, two, maybe, maybe three of them, they've created these shortcuts, but all their companies are, are shortcuts. And then they just combine them to create more and more abundance for each other. And for the folks that they serve, that that's what I've seen. I mean, mine just happens to be PR. Mark happens to be, you know, connections within financial and other industries, you know, mine is connections as well. What it sounds like from what you're doing, Brian, as you go to meetings and you're like, oh, what was the first thing I can do is make a good connection for someone. And then also then use pro- shortcuts and processes within your own company. I mean, you just said that. So the more shortcuts that you have that, again, you can use from other folks, I think the better outcomes you'll have within your own companies and more importantly, frankly, your life.
1: Yeah, I mean, when, when I describe YPO to people, one of the other references I use, I say is a cheat code. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if I've if I've got Love a sticking that. point, the, Love it. the podcast is a good example. Like I wanted to scale it. I wanted to make, get it just a, a level up. Yes. And I was bogged down with the scheduling and all these other things. And so I did a full audit with a YPO person. Hmm. And I mean, you experienced this. We have like a very streamlined yes. automated process. That's super simple for the guests, really easy for me. So that I could focus on getting better guests and being better prepared for the conversations, I suppose all these other things are just sucking my time. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just a, a huge believer. Mark, I want to go to you. I'm not going to to try to pronounce it because I'll, I'll butcher them. But you have a chapter chapter 22 on these two Japanese concepts culturally that kind of inform how you think about entrepreneurship and growth and and, and balance. I'd love for you to expound upon them and and just kind of teach us a little bit of what they mean to you.
4: So these two words are Ichigo Ichi and Ikigai. And it's actually on my, the Japanese kanji is right on my, right on my arm here. And these are two principles that I have lived by, grew up with. They would be the principles of the year, the principles of my life, pretty much. And the first one is, which is the Japanese word for, A a deep meaning of presence. And the Japanese have a way where we have this, it's not only being present, but appreciation for the uniqueness of the moment. So the three of us, we may be on a podcast again, but this is not going to happen again. This moment is not going to happen again. I'll, I'll make it, you know, just when I was a kid, I would go over to my grandparents' house. And every time I went to my grandparents' house, I was like, whoa, just feeling like On the top of the world. Finally, one day I asked my dad, I said, Hey, why, why is it that I feel like it's like my birthday every time I go to grandma and grandpa's house. And and they live in San Francisco. So I'm seeing them like two, three times a week. And he goes, Oh, okay. It's Ichigo Ichi, which is every time you go to somebody's house, whether you're a relative, whether you two are coming to my house, I have to act as if that is the first and last time that we you're coming to my house. So what happens then is that that interaction completely changes. I'm not going to be looking at my phone I could worry about what meetings I have tomorrow. It's all about Brian and Justin. And you know, I do that in a way where for instance right now I have five screens lit up. But there's only one screen and it's on the Zoom. When I'm in any kind of meeting, that's that's the case. My mind has to be completely on the individuals and what we were saying. Now, uh, the big thing, though, for me is when I'm with my daughter and she's watching something or doing something and it's just me and her, and I'm like, am I an Ichigo Ichi right now? And the voice in my head says, no, dummy, you just asked that question. So I will literally just say, okay, now i got to focus on the way that her eyelashes are so uneven and long and the way she moves her fingers and drools whenever she's focusing on something. The other word is Ikigai. And the Ikigai comes with Ichigo Ichi. You get present in everything you do, you're going to be playing in your Ikigai. Now, Ikigai is a Japanese word for purpose. So when you're doing something you love, which is right now, this is this is Ikigai, doing something you love, doing something you're great at, doing something that makes the world a better place and doing something that provides you with some sort of capital. It could be you know, emotional capital. It could be financial capital, a combination of different ones. So those two principles are my driving force to lead lead the most fulfilled life. And I look for that. You know, we talk about intuition. When someone gets on the line, I look for that in other people. I only want to deal with people that don't have to be perfect and living, you know, 100% presence, 100% purpose, but that has to be in their DNA that that's what they're moving towards.
1: Yeah, I love it. It reminds me, I lived in D.C. for two years after school, and I remember one spring I was with a friend of a friend who had you know Japanese cultural heritage, and he said that no cherry blossom season was the same. So it was like there you enjoy go. the one that you have today because you'll never have the same one again. Like I didn't get it at the time because I was twenty four, but it's always stayed with me. Very powerful.
2: I love that.
1: I want to end. We started talking about football, let's end with football. You've got this killer Nick Saban quote in here. I just (laughs) love this guy. He's like my boy Belichick, and they're very close friends, actually, which is super interesting to me. He says that mediocre people don't like high achievers, and high achievers don't like mediocre people. And I'm just going to tee you all up and, and hear what you think that means to you.
2: I'm focused on Mark's empathy right now. So I want to be very careful how I answer this question. No, go crazy, man. So, <laughs> so thir- I'm 34 out of 34 in empathy. There's a catch to that. For people like us, I have endless empathy, endless. Because, you, you know, know what it takes to get to this level and beyond. Like what you have to do, what you what you have to go through. Endless empathy, endless And the dovetail to that is I don't understand people that make excuses. I can't. It makes absolutely no sense to me. It, um, you know, Mark and I both have slash had exceptional fathers. Mark's is still alive. I'm very jealous of you, Mark, that your dad's still alive. My father was 61 when I was born, 61 he'd be 102, 102 now? Yeah, 106, 106 if he was alive now. And he was a World War II hero, shot down multiple times in combat, many times without a parachute. And he always said the cream rises to the top, which is the chapter, first chapter. And so you know, partner with the cream that rises to the top or people that will do whatever it takes, get back in a plane without a parachute, even after it was shot down. And the only people that really understand me are the highest achievers because we speak the same language. We speak the same language. And I have found that people like us are usually aliens within our own family community and verticals. The only people that understand us are top entrepreneurs on the planet. And it took 40 years of my life to find those people. I'm 45 now. So first 40 years of my life, for the most part, I was talking to people who didn't understand what I was talking about. It was a one-way conversation. And I didn't understand what they were complaining about. And what Nick Saban said, to go back to your question, is he was that's a quote from him. You know, head coach of Alabama. I, I would make the argument he's the top college football coach who's ever lived. Seven national championships, and he he basically said, you know, why it works at Alabama is because high achievers don't like mediocre people, and mediocre people don't like high achievers. So Alabama is successful because they only attract and will keep the highest of high achievers, and most people. Resent that, that's why there's Alabama haters, New York Yankee haters, New England Patriots, used to be New England Patriots haters, LeBron James haters, Tiger Woods haters, Michael Jordan haters, Golden State Warriors haters, Golden State Warriors <laughs> haters, thank you, thank- Los Angeles Dodgers haters, Wesleyan haters when the, they took <laughs> the book, haters, so... But that's what that's what it is, and so you know when this book came out, people like Mark never stopped congratulating, like so excited and, and in my neighborhood, which and this is fine, one person, one person said congratulations, <laughs> so one <laughs> and, and that's just that didn't surprise me in any capacity because it's just a different way of living, it's a different way of thinking.
1: yeah, I love it, guys. This has been tremendous. I end the podcast by asking people the same question typically mark i'm going to get you twice but i'm going to get you now so you can't prepare for it oh what is one daily practice that brings you peace in your life and i'll start with justin
2: well there's my whole life is like that's my whole life is daily practices and daily habits but the most important one is i start every day with a grateful journal to my wife what i'm grateful for for her the previous 24 hours because without my wife very bad situation very bad
4: Well, this one has to do with what we, with the Nick Saban quote, actually, and every 15 minute increment of my day. So right now we're on, you know, the fourth 15 minute increment. I rate my 15 minutes. Like how have I felt energy wise and mind mindset? Am I mind clear? Am I happy? Am I energized? Either a plus two, plus one, zero, minus one, minus two. I got this from Jim Collins and What I have found is that the reason why I do this is I like to see trends. And the reason why it's a plus two is the people that you're around. Mm -hmm. I have seen when I'm at a minus one or a minus two, minus one or minus two, it's either, which is very rare, doing tasks that I don't really like, or trying to convince mediocre people to be high achievers trying to convince mediocre people to be high achievers or just hanging out with mediocre people. That'll drive down the the minus two. Such a big disparity. Now, I I want to say this because it's not as easy as like, oh yeah, they're a high achiever. I'm going to hang out with them. Because I've had situations where you know, I had a client that it always appeared, because he was paying me a lot of money, it always appeared to be a plus two. But then afterwards, it'd be minus one, minus two. And I figured it out. It was like the way he said things He's kind of taking digs at me. And it was just it was just not the genuine positive energy of that is. So that becomes so important because it actually makes me super aware of what's driving my energy to a plus two. So I can be a better entrepreneur. I can be a better advisor. I can be a better father, better husband. That's what I've been doing pretty much all this year. And by the way, plus two's, for the last hour, I was going to ask and you. All right, I was that was the, the next
1: question. to right? <laughs> <laughs> have to edit it out if it was going to be a sub. I want to thank you all for coming on. It's been really fun. The time's gone by quickly, which means it's a it's a good conversation. If people are interested in connecting with you guys, learning more about the network, the platform, the work you're doing, they just want to kind of tap into your energy. What's the best way for them to to get in touch?
4: So for the the network, it's Breppic Network dot com for me mark com or you can find me on linkedin and then for justin go go ahead justin i want you, I don't want to
2: i mean certainly linkedin and then uh brepickllc.com. brepick llc.com
1: awesome well again thank you guys for our audience i hope you enjoyed that please do leave a comment a rating let us know what your favorite part of the conversation was and then mark you're going to be my victim in a f- couple of weeks and i look forward to uh To getting into the family office space with you, but I want to thank you both for a a great conversation and I wish you the best of luck moving forward.
2: Tremendous. Thank you so much. much.
4: Appreciate you, man.
3: Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Capital Club. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please like, rate, or leave us a review and stay tuned for our next episode coming soon.